0: gotta get myself situated with it's my okay. microphone do you gargling my what you gargling gargling
1: you know what gargling is like
0: pre-show like gargling of water yeah okay yeah i got you <laughs>
1: yeah
0: i didn't really feel the need to gargle but i did swish around my mouth
1: i thought for a second it was a britishism and i got really confused
0: Transatlantic Podcast, a conversation between two trans people from across the pond. My name is Luxander. I am a transmasculine American person.
1: Um, My name is Kat. I am a British transfeminine person.
0: Yeah. And uh, today we are going to be talking about hormones and what they do to you.
1: Body hair, um, (laughs) weird feelings, Um, (laughs) you grow a bit, you know... (laughs) Yeah. Oh, so we're gonna
0: focus on second puberty, though. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I think so. I think most people have covered first puberty by now, if they've managed to listen to a podcast, unless they're very savvy. But then again, this is the internet age. I don't know what people are capable of. Yeah. You know, there's always like thirteen
0: to fifteen year olds looking up stuff. Who knows? That's Who knows true. where my, those kids get themselves into?
1: I went to Catholic school, so my mum had to give me a book because there wasn't enough information at school. Okay. <laughs> oh God. All right. And you live in America, so so I'm assuming there was no sex education whatsoever.
0: (laughs) Oh, I mean, there was, like, they started us relatively young. Like, there was, like, some basic stuff when we were in, like, fourth grade and then, like, a little bit more in fifth grade and then, like, maybe one or two things in, like, sixth and seventh. And then I went to a high school for, like, preparatory, like, college prep um, from, like, eighth to tenth grade. And... The sex ed there was okay, but it did press, like, an emphasis on abstinence, which was, like, in my opinion, Oy. like, a, a really stupid way to do it for yeah. inner city kids. Like, <laughs> literally, like, my high school had probably, I mean, definitely more than 1,200 students. It was, it's hard to tell because, like, the, it would thin out so much as people got to, like, closer to senior year because it was challenging and they were strict about behavior and stuff like that. Anyway, uh, I actually got the best sex education from a school in the country, basically. Like, I moved to a school in the country that, like, a decent chunk of the students were Native Americans from the nearby Pottawatomie Reservation, which oh, cool. I was living on at the time. And it was, like, a health class. Like, it was required for graduation that you take a health class. So I was, like, a junior taking this class along with fucking, like, freshmen. Uh, but it, it, the sex ed part of it was like incredibly comprehensive and like the t- I loved the teacher he was so straightforward about everything it was great and I thought it was super weird that I got like a much better sex education out in the country with a you know a school with like 300 kids which granted you know there's bound to be pregnancy issues with lack of access to contraception in the country I guess yeah but you know I don't know it was just I thought it was great I loved it <laughs> I learned a lot see now I'm
1: now I'm jealous of your standards of education I know how that happened
0: <laughs> I just I got lucky in this particular instance otherwise I would not have gotten as as good of an education on it like if I hadn't transferred out of the like district I was in.
1: Uh so we had like in, in well yeah, two primary schools the primary the, two um ca- catholics I went to primary school and secondary and like in the year 5 which I think is 6th grade um, might be fourth. I don't know the how the systems translate. Um, like Basically, they took all the girls in quotation marks because I wasn't included um, out into the class to get talk about periods, and then that was it. And no one else got told anything. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of cross
0: communication until, like, middle school. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. But, like, I also, like, my mom had already told me most of... Like the basics By the time I was like seven Because I asked
1: Yeah so. Well you know uh, But yeah, It's not healthy to, con- to believe that you just pee in someone else For the rest of your life You know people should Oh god sh- yeah God no <laughs> <sighs> That's awful You know if you have Abstinence only education You're going to get people That like you know There's no sex before marriage Are going to get in there They're going to go in They're going to be all excited They're going to piss in someone It's going to be awful uh, That's what happens in No education I don't
0: know how I true sinc- this is. Yeah, I was like, I sincerely hope that's not a thing. So how long I can I take shit that's before? Not a real thing.
1: before it becomes <sighs> true. There's enough people in the oh, world. No.
0: Like maybe somewhere. I don't want to think about it. No. <laughs> it's depressing and disgusting. I mean, if somebody else is into that, your kink is not my kink, but your kink is okay, but like personally, no.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was of age before the time I had sex, so I had
0: plenty of time to read up on all that stuff. So. Yeah, I think I was like, 14. Yeah, I was 16. Yeah. Anyhow, that's off topic.
1: That's okay. <laughs> we, can get, we can hone in on the topic.
0: We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, so uh, a lot of people, I, I've actually known people who have been hesitant to go on hormones because they don't know what changes are going to happen for them, or they're worried that uh, things are going to be too drastic, especially people who are not incredibly binary, Because testosterone changes, like, a lot of things about your body. And if you're non-binary, you might not want all of those changes, but you can't pick and choose. You can either be on testosterone or not or go on for a little while and then go back off. But, like, some things will go back and some things won't. So uh,
1: that's kind of what I wanted to
0: talk about uh, as far as hormones go.
1: I feel like a lot of that comes from the sort of media trope of trans regret, which is actually super rare. And there's this sort of idea in the public consciousness that a lot of trans people are going to go through at the end of them, like, oh, what have I done? And if you actually look at the stats for that, the like the, the um, satisfaction rate of like transgender medical treatment is actually like ninety nine percent or something ridiculous like that, like higher than any medications is right to be. Like, I've had, I've seen, like, I sort of, uh, I, I, I had, the, I had an experience with um, with a with someone I know recently, which is sort of the opposite, where like. They were basically, they heard what uh, I mean. Me and a lot of people, other people said is that um, as a trial, like you can take hormones for a few months, and usually you won't nothing nothing major will happen that time. Most of the stuff it, the, I, after that, because to become re- irreversible, but before that, it's confl- it can be f- fairly reversible um, as long as you're not like su- yeah. particularly susceptible. So, and, and they're like, "Oh, should I start now?" And it's like, "Oh, are you still questioning?" And they're like, "Yeah." It's like, "Well, read up a bit first. And I don't know if yeah. it's right to do that. But I feel like if, if you haven't, if you've just started looking, I feel like it's a very unique situation compared to, like, a lot of trans people because I feel like a lot of us spend years reading up on this stuff before any of us can get access to it. Yeah. I don't know if that's right. <laughs> I
0: mean, I, it, it, that's fairly accurate if you're, like, a high schooler when you find out that you're trans and then you, like, have to wait if your parents are restrictive or for whatever other medical reason.
1: Yeah, or if um, you're in the UK and the lit weights for gender clinics are, like, minimum, like, 12 months. I think the minimum now is 18 months for one appointment. Yeah. And the maximum so is guess, four years' wait, so...
0: Yeah, good to get that done as soon as possible. There, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you are right. Like, there are some things that once you go in for a while like you cannot take it back but t- th- those changes the kind that are like less reversible generally take a longer time
1: yeah I've actually been so. like quite um surprised actually like a lot of people um I think it's just maybe just because I've spent a lot of time on Reddit the amount of people that are saying oh I've got all these changes by this amount of time because it's not been my experience at all like mm-hmm. I would be in the camp where I'd say like it's probably safe to do it for a while most of the time because I've got like well, for me it's been very steady but there's always going to be exceptions.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking, like, what the, the PDF that I have up right now, it has average timelines listed, but I don't want to say them. Yeah. Um, I, I might, like, say, like, I noticed this at this time, but I'm going to just say from my personal experience that's what... And I feel like my... Transition has been slow, and that might be, like, my own fault because I never, like, went... I don't go back for bloods because I end up owing, like, an, an additional $300 every time I go back for bloods because I don't have insurance. Yeah. And I already owe this clinic, like, a lot of money, and they are being really awesome in that they are not selling my debt to someone who can put interest on it and start fucking with me. Yeah. So,
1: uh-huh.
0: I'm very fortunate in that way, but that means that I don't get my bloods checked and I don't know if my transition timeline is even on track because I don't know what my hormone levels are at any given time.
1: I feel like me and you are are in this sort of situation here where we're both in a very similar boat with that, whereas many trans people seem to get on quite early. My hormone levels have never been quite where they needed to be. Like, I've had had effects, but, like, nowhere near as fast as other people. And a lot of that is because, Mm -hmm. like, they've never been, like, exactly where they needed to be. The closest I was was, like, maybe 10 points off. And that sort of went down a bit as as fluctuated. Yeah. yeah. I feel that's underreported as well. Like A lot of people don't talk about the levels and how hard it can be for some people to get on top of them.
0: It's it's a time-consuming thing, too, for me. I have to drive two and a half hours to get my bloods checked. And like I said, it's just crazy expensive. Um, uh, Oh, another thing that my doctor said, um, which wouldn't be an issue for you, I don't think, but she said that my... Uh, my estrogen levels might just still be really high, which we didn't discuss whether it had to do with my dose being too high, even though that is a possibility. Mm. But it, she said that some people's bodies just continue to produce, like, normal levels of estrogen, even though the testosterone is, like, in theory, supposed to be shutting down the ovaries. And, like, uh, by the way, I'm going to be super, like, trigger warning. Like, I'm just going to be really clinical in my descriptions of everything, like, this is um, I'm, we're talking about the medical aspects of what hormones are going to do to your body, so I'm going to use phrases and stuff that might be kind of triggering for some people, but I just want to be precise. And I know that you as a biologist, Kat, can appreciate that.
1: I will be um, com- entirely supportive of you. Blood and guts, okay. viscera, semen. Cool. Um, so
0: something that I haven't noticed that would be a clear indication of estrogen levels that are still high is that I haven't, uh, had a single period since I got my very first shot almost two years ago. Well, it'll probably be two years by the time this podcast goes up because it's like, uh, like fucking April 24th right now. And my anniversary is my first, so yeah. it's almost two years. Uh, so yeah, it, my body could be reconverting back into estrogen and that might be why things are so slow or my, uh, ovaries are still producing a lot of estrogen which yeah. I don't seem to, I don't have any other evidence of that that would I, be clear.
1: It, correct me if I'm wrong, because I could be, but I was under the impression that sometimes, like, excess levels of testosterone, the body converts the testosterone into estrogen.
0: Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, okay. Like, my <laughs> dose could be too high, and thus my body is reconverting it back. Sorry if I was unclear. That's, that's No, what no, I, meant. I, like, I thought that's where you were going, but I just wanted to make sure I understood. Yeah, and I, if people don't know that, like... Either way, if your body has an excess of one sex hormone, it will try to balance things out by reconverting it back into the other sex hormone. And I'm pretty sure this works the other way around. But the reason that I said that it would be less of an issue for you is because it's very, very standard for trans women to take uh, testosterone blockers. It's a lot less common for trans men and trans masculine people to use estrogen blockers, even though that is a possibility and I considered going on them but then I was like I don't have insurance and I think that's probably going to be expensive
1: so yeah I've not heard of anyone going on (laughs) estrogen blockers actually like it's kind of weird considering how prevalent testosterone blockers are but I feel like part of that's to do with um, just the way that testosterone acts is like you need a lot for lower concentration for it to have the same amount of effects so like your natural levels of um, estrogen being produced like by your ovaries can be undone by like testosterone injections fairly fairly that's like fairly commonly but most trans women won't like the um, estrogen take you're taking won't be enough to counteract the testosterone because there's just too much of it yeah
0: and uh, yeah it, it also depends on your like androgen sensitivity and stuff like that uh, that's one yeah. of the main things to keep in mind with hormones is that like not only is it a matter of Like keeping track of your blood levels, like how much of what hormone you have in you at any given time, like whether you can do that or not. In addition to having your blood levels be wherever they are at any given time, you also don't know necessarily what changes you're going to experience to what extent and the best thing to do for that is if you have a like a sibling with the same two genetic parents as you uh, who is of the like whatever your quote-unquote target gender, uh, that'll be like the closest estimation you can get for what your like hormonal changes might re result in. Yeah. Uh, or if you don't have a sibling, the next best choice is uh the pa- your parent of your quote unquote target gender. So like, I have the only person I have for reference is my dad because my brother is my half brother, different dad. So like, wildly different genetics in terms of testosterone and androgen sensitivity.
1: Yeah. I've got two brothers, so <laughs> similar situation. No sisters. Right. Um, yeah, I, I I think I do think that's worth pointing out because I feel like a lot of the problem, like, and maybe with just me, is just because maybe maybe I'm just not as sensitive to it as a lot of people. The, the, there's also the fact that like you know it takes a lot of different. It's it's hard to get the, like some people can do can get like significant effects on a very low dose, so other people like a much much higher dose. You know, mm-hmm. some people and that's the same with any drug. You know, like I'm a lot, I'm like lots, some people are are like five foot tall and they can probably take two paracetamol and their headache will go away. And sometimes I need a bit more and that's probably not good for me because you're not supposed to take more than two. Um, But but like you say, like I'm five I'm like 15 stone, it's fairly large for someone of, for someone who's like, I know someone who's large for the, large compared to most women, um, not particularly large for, compared to the male population, but, you know, I've lost a bit of weight. Uh, um, quick I don't question know how, yeah. for American audiences.
0: Does stone mean 10 pounds? I don't know. <laughs> or, like, like what, what do you mean by it when you say it? Because I saw someone else say it earlier today, and I don't know what
1: it means. Um, it's just the way you that... You said 15 stone. I said 15 stone, which would... So one stone is 14 pounds, apparently, because imperial is confusing and counterproductive and for some reason we still use it for a bunch of stuff um okay i should still be i should be using kilograms and centimeters i'm 180 centimeters tall i'm not sure how much i how much i weigh in kilograms but metric it's it's the way of the future yeah it really is but yeah i just wanted to sorry no I, no, I was like, I don't know what the fuck that means. Clarification. I don't, well, honestly, I don't know what. I can't, I can't not put it in context. I can tell you how much I weigh. I can't tell you. Like, when someone tells you, oh, I weigh this many pounds. I'm like, oh, is that big? Is that small? Yeah. You know. And I don't know on
0: kilograms either. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. I have no idea where you were going. I don't know where I was going either. We were talking about
1: uh, siblings and transition results, yeah. In blood relatives. Yeah. Well I was just saying like I think it's gonna have it's gonna have different results for different people. Some people are gonna find it really hard to get to the right dose. Some people they'll take like say two milligrams of estrogen and they'll be like fucking going for it. And a lot some of yeah. that's some of that's due to like body mass, some of that's due to genetics. Some of it's just due to the way that your blood, like, absorbs hormone levels, like the efficiency of your liver. There's a lot of different biological factors involved in this. So don't fret if you don't get the right levels in two months. It's taken me about eighteen months so far, and I still haven't quite got there. And that's not, and that's including the time when I wasn't on the right blockers and stuff, which doesn't count towards transition because it's because, in in terms of um um quote unquote male to female HRT. If your testosterone is not blocked, it's not you're not going to really see much, because it's just so prevailing, yeah. um, and that's a fairly big problem. In some places in the UK, actually, you can't uh, like I think I think that's still the case with the with most of the NHS. The, they they want they want you to be like have your estrogen levels um at proper state free for, a, for uh, before they'll let you go on testosterone blockers, which is counterproductive and would mean I'd still not <laughs> be beyond them. So <laughs> that's annoying. Yeah, take care of yourself. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Educate yourself. Educate your doctors. Yeah. Oh, I
0: was going to interject earlier, uh, but I hadn't heard of estrogen blockers either until I did a like Q and A with my best friend Jack, who is a trans man. Yeah. On my YouTube channel, mm-hmm. uh, and like I, I got questions off of like Facebook, um, and someone wanted to know like what are other medications that trans men take aside from like testosterone injections. So we yeah. talked about. Uh, androgel and other stuff like that. But yeah, the estrogen blockers are a thing that I'm really interested in trying out, but I would need better access to like m- the medical care in terms of transportation and like needing insurance. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. How often do you but take super your, unabody. how often do you get bloods by the way?
0: Like how often do you get checked? How often do I get bloods? Well, yeah. okay. So I got my very first injection on May 1st in 2015 and I was supposed to go back within three to six months. And I didn't go back until January this year. Ah. <laughs> yeah, and I was supposed to come back, like, probably a month
1: after that. You yeah, have to say, that's not advisable. Uh,
0: I mean, yeah, no, it's not advisable. I I think it's actually really good if you and I talk about the different changes that we... Well, the changes that you will experience. And then if we talk about how long it took for us to get those changes rather than saying, like, what the average timeline is, like, yeah. I think that would actually be really helpful because yeah. we f- both feel like we're very slow. Yes. So, like, other people don't feel bad if you're experiencing it very slowly because here's two people who are experiencing that exact thing.
1: Yeah, and I've got, like, the the famous... Um, that gets passed around Reddit a lot, the, M- the MTF HRT effect timeline up here. And if only it was as fast as this makes out for me <laughs> god yeah it's crazy yeah people are very optimistic and for some people it's quick but yeah don't be don't be sad um yeah, yeah. i think it's important just to start off very quickly to say what what they won't change um yeah. some, some people, <laughs> what hasn't changed some people have quite high expectations um so estrogen will not change your voice if you've already gone through puberty 1.0 um that does as in like the testosterone anyone um your voice will already have deepened as much as it's probably going to um and you can't it's not going to go higher like that's an irreversible process um another thing is facial hair once that's come in um estrogen won't make it go away it can slow the growth and it um but you will need like laser hair removal or electrolysis to get rid of that if you want to um also, um, bones, which is kind of contentious. Um, once there's at a certain point in your 20s around at some point in your 20s, people say 25, but it ch- depends who you are. Um, your bones will fuse and, def- and then your bone development will kind of cease. Um, you can still get what, a, what looks like bone development, but bone changes by your, the muscles around them changing. But yeah, if you so, I've got quite broad shoulders, and they're not going to narrow on HRT. And I was just gonna yeah. throw those out at the beginning because people ha- come in with high expectations, and they should. And it, and you know, hormones do a lot, but there are some things you shouldn't get your hopes up about because then you're going to be looking for them, and they're not going to happen. Yeah. Uh
0: And on on the people who are on testosterone treatment end of that, uh, yeah, you won't get taller unless you start like, while you are in the middle of puberty number one or, yeah. like, you've had your puberty blocked. Uh, but if you're already finished with it, you will not get any taller. Your feet will not get any bigger. Uh, I don't... This is kind of a weird thing, but, like, you're... you're it's it's also a facial structure thing. Like, your, your jaw will not actually change shape in any way and be more square, but the fat redistribution that occurs will give that impression. Mm. So... It won't actually change your face, obviously, but it can't, like, the, just the fat redistribution will help a little bit on that. And, uh, Jesus, what else is a big thing that just doesn't change that's on the I mean, I know side? a lot of these are
1: bone changes already, but I've heard a lot of trans guys complain about hips.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, it's not, your, your hips, like, once they're, once you've grown them, they're not going to go away. <laughs> <laughs> uh testosterone doesn't always stop people from having periods <laughs> so that if you continue to have bleeding the nurse that I went to said that not a single one of her patients in the years that she's worked with them has has said that they had a single one after their first testosterone injection and that's been my experience but if you are still having them you need to have your bloods checked and have your testosterone levels adjusted and maybe go on estrogen blockers um but otherwise that uh, is a thing uh you if your ovaries atrophy enough you might not be able to have kids if you've been on testosterone
1: for long enough or not have your own biological children yeah you can get a felt infertility on this side as well um long periods on um testosterone blockers um another thing i forgot to mention as well um while i have the mic is um hair loss um certain amounts of hair loss you can't get back um if it's in the process of going, it can come back, but it's once you go bald, you know, it's really hard to grow that again. And there are treatments that people they like a lot of cis men use and stuff—to get their hair back, which is well, which could be worth looking into if you're really scared about that. And um, you can also take finasteride with biotin if you want to. And finasteride is um, a DHT blocker, which is a form of test. its a, one of the products, one of the byproducts of testosterone. Um, I believe I might be getting that wrong Biochemist, I'm sorry. Um, and biotin <laughs> is to encourage hair growth. Yeah. DHT, by the way,
0: I believe, is the medication given to uh, pre-operation trans men, like who are going to be getting fallow, or I don't know if it factors in so much for metoidioplasty, but uh, I've been considering getting it just for the sake of having more growth my own, and then... And then, like, deciding later, maybe, yeah. if there needs to be further action taken. But, uh, yeah, that is an- another medication that trans men can take. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think it's a topical cream when they give it to us. Mm. So, uh, I had one other thing, and I don't remember what
1: it was. Oh, well. Well, either way, it's not going to happen, uh, so it <laughs> Yeah. That was a joke. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so...
0: I want to just list the things that testosterone is supposed to do to a person who is assigned female at birth during your second puberty. And I'll note, like, what what my observations were as to those effects. And then you can do yours. Does that seem balanced? It does. Okay. (laughs) Um, All right. So uh, I'll just list the effects. Jesus. the Okay. Increased sex drive, vaginal dryness, um, growth of the clitoris, uh, increased growth, coarseness, and thickness of hair on everywhere, um, oilier skin and acne, uh, increased muscle mass and upper body strength, fat redistribution uh, away from the hips and towards, like, the front of your stomach, more like, Um, no more menstrual periods, voice changes, uh, obvi, uh, growth of facial hair and, uh, possibly male pattern balding, depending on, uh, like, again, you should probably look at your dad or your granddad for reference on that. So my personal experience, increased sex drive was immediate, but I already had a really high sex drive before I started T anyway. Um... Vaginal dryness, I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe. I don't know. Not to be, like, too gross or anything, but, like, I think that, like, there might be a thickness of fluid that might make it seem like there's less of it, but it's just, like, not, like, getting everywhere. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Clitoral growth, which is probably one of the favorite things of most people, um, is usually not very much. This thing that I'm looking at says one to three centimeters, which... I think three centimeters is being generous. But again, that depends also on your family and like whether the people, the men in your family
1: have 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 the D, you know? <laughs> uh three centimeters that's like then, almost an inch, right? So like Do what? Three centimeters that's like around an inch. Right. Uh oh, hold on. I have a I have an actual
0: <laughs> thing. I think is an
1: inch, three and a half centimeters. Some okay,
0: so an inch is like two and a half centimeters, basically. Mm. Yeah. Three centimeters is just a little bit bigger than that. But yeah, that uh, depends a lot on your genetics as well. Um, I'm nearly two years on T. Uh, some things claim that you don't have, like, basically any more changes after two years, but that that is dependent on your hormone levels the entire time. Like, and I've seen people who haven't had their f- facial hair fill out until they were like like between the years of six and seven on testosterone. Yeah, so. I've heard
1: the same thing on this side, and I'm pretty sure it's a myth at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's it's ridiculous.
0: Um, it is just wildly different from person to person. Uh, so, increased muscle mass and upper body strength. I, I that started to happen to me, and I wasn't even working out. I was like, holy shit! And then, so my shoulders are broader now. Um, oh, the thing I wanted to mention earlier, uh, obviously testosterone does not make your boobs go away. It redistributes the fat away from that area, but the breast tissue is still there, which is why, uh, it's kind of recommended to be on testosterone for a while before you have a mastectomy if you're going to have one.
1: Mm.
0: Right. Uh, acne. I constantly have acne. It never really got better after like puberty number one though. So that's just me. Uh, I have noticed some fat redistribution, but I also just have lost some weight in terms of fat. And, like, the only reason I still weigh the same is because I have more muscle. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's hard to tell unless you've gained weight since the levels have been yeah. high. Uh, voice cracking started to happen
0: for me probably, like, I don't know, three, four months. Maybe two months at the earliest was when I started to just kind of sound like I was sick a little bit. Mm. Which is how it starts. Uh, and then, I don't know, I'm like two years and I have some sparse facial hair. That, that takes a long time to fully flesh out. Just like it takes a long time for, like, cis boys going through puberty or trans girls going yeah. through unwanted male puberty. For reference,
1: if you want the reference, I couldn't grow a beard until I was, like, 23.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, of course, like, you start puberty when you're, like, what, 14, 15? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Um, Male pattern balding also is something that I have noticed. Uh, I've noticed it more in the last year. So it's just been like gradually getting a little bit thinner in those spots. It doesn't, it's not super noticeable, but it's one of those like small things that factors into how people like read your face. I don't know. So those are the main effects of testosterone on the body. I think people want to know about the emotional effects generally too. And the answer is it's not drastic and ridiculous like people make it seem. Are you,
1: do you, this is a question just because I feel like I've got the opposite. Well, we're connected. we can connect these by the mental bridge if you want to, because I feel that the mental effects, is like, they're, they're significant for a lot of people, but I don't feel like there's enough of them to make a massive list out of them. Um, do you feel more angry? So there was pr- probably,
0: like, the first six months, yeah, it was, like, a lot easier for me to get irritated with things and, like, just have my temper be, like an unpleasant thing like i really don't like feeling angry it just doesn't it's not good i don't like it yeah. and then i'm exhausted afterwards so it was an issue for a little while and now it has sort of incorporated itself into the uh, like the general flow of my depression and anxiety and stuff mm-hmm. i've i've noticed a distinct correlation between anger and anxiety. So if I notice that I'm angry at something, I'm or angry in general, I'm usually like, okay, this is a function of anxiety, and I need to just, like, calm down and maybe take a Klonopin or something, and mm. just chill. So it is a little bit more of a factor, but it's not as drastic as people make it seem. Yeah. Like, I, it's definitely not changed the way I approach most problems, or the way that I experience most of, most of my experiences,
1: like, emotionally. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's just
0: not as big of a deal as people make it seem.
1: Yeah. I feel like, like, the way that you experience anger as well, like, sort of lines up with how I sort of had it on testosterone anyway. Just if that, if that make, it puts it into context. Like, a lot of the reasons, when I was, like, particularly angry in my life was when I was going through, like, mental issues, and, like, depression, anxiety, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Well, the I, like way that I, it factors into my mental yeah.
0: illness is that, like, instead of just staying upset at something, I will then get angry. Yeah, that, like, yeah. I'm like, this is fucked up, and I'm upset about it, and now I'm going to get angry yeah. about the fact that I can't fix it, or or now I'm going to try to fix it.
1: Yeah. Like, I used to lay around and, like, punch walls and stuff, like, when I was, like, oh, real yeah. bad. And these yep. days, um, not so much. Lots of crying. <laughs> lots and lots of crying. Um, I mean, I oh, I cry a lot still too. Yeah, I mean, I was always a crybaby, but like, <laughs> but like, it's a lot easier now. I feel like like it's not like like before. Like, you like like it still like come fairly easily to me, and I I could like watch a Disney movie and usually end up crying at the end of it. But like, mm-hmm. uh, it just so, so, like some like sometimes these days I'll just sort of, like I have to go like into go and hide somewhere for a bit and just let them out because they're just coming. Um, like it's more frequent even though I was it was fairly common before. Um, I am less angry, I think, than I was before too. And I am generally calmer and happier, although I'm still not like perfect or anything, obviously. So I've got a lot of problems to deal with. Um, but I don't I feel like a lot of the emotional effects, a lot of the calminess is due to like reduction in dysphoria, along with sort of the things you can't really detach from that sort of like so it's starting to pass. And like becoming accepted as your, like, as the gender you are in society and things like that. And that becomes hard to detach from, like, the effects of hormones as, at a certain point. Yeah. And
0: I have uh, the really cool effect of feeling really bad being gendered female. And then uh, now that people are perceiving me as male, it is also bad in yeah. a different way, <laughs> but just still awful. And I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do about this problem.
1: It's re- <laughs> deal with it. It's really difficult. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Yeah, fun I will world say we well, live in. if your hormone levels are low in general, you'd um, so if you have, like, low testosterone and low estrogen, um, it's common to experience fatigue um, and extreme tiredness and lethargy. Um, and a lot of that's just because you don't have enough stuff in your body. Your body needs to work. So if you, are, if you have been taking, so anti and estrogen, for example, and you are feeling consistently fatigued, maybe worth getting your bloods taken just in case your estrogen is literally low and your antiandrogens are suppressing your testosterone to the, to the point where it can't help balance that out. Um, yeah. I have to go on the physical ones now. I don't know whether to start with the list from the internet or not. I guess I could just, nah, nah, nah. Let's go through what I haven't written on my paper. Okay. I got my paper note out. My pen just dropped out. Here he is. It's the work. Hard work. That's 30 seconds of preparedness. Um, so, uh, boobs, they happen. Um, you, will, you will probably grow breasts at some point, depending on how high your levels are. For for, a, I've seen a lot of people on the internet say that this happened fairly quickly for them. For me, this has been the slowest fucking thing in the world. And, like, the, weird, the most frustrating thing about it is slowness for me was just because... They became obvious very quickly, but then they sort of like didn't do anything for a while after that. So they became like pointy and like kind of triangle shaped, the point where I had to buy a bra fairly quickly. But besides from that, the growth has been very slow. And I, I don't know, and that's a lot of that's due to like my hormone levels not being up to snuff. Like since I had switched my testosterone blockers to something that's a bit friendlier to me, it's been a, oh, Jesus, it's a gong. <laughs> um, Sorry, I knocked it's okay. my thing. It's okay. Since it, so, like, uh, so basically a couple months after, not really a couple months, like, straight after me going on, like, the sort of different uh, testosterone blockers, it started to have an effect. But, yeah, that's very, really slow for me. And I'm basically just just growing out of an A cup. Maybe not really. I don't know. I need a bra fitting. Um, <laughs> body hair. What um, well, reported the body hair is meant to be reduced. On, um... Oh, yeah, I didn't talk about that. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to tell the that now and then I'll talk about this side of it?
0: Uh, sure. Because, uh, I mean, mine describes like your first puberty, probably.
1: Mm.
0: Um, uh, so the increased growth, coarseness, and thickness of hairs on the everywhere. I first noticed uh, on my legs that it was getting like thicker and it was growing faster. And then on—the the real indicator was when it started to get longer on my thighs, and then I would have, like, patches of, like, black. So those were the first ones. Yeah. Also, like, pubic hair just starts to spread. I don't know how else to describe that <laughs> in a good way. It spreads in every direction. Yes. In directions you don't want it to, and that's unpleasant. But uh, then there's, like, my uh, arm hair sometimes gets darker or thicker— That hasn't happened to me so much. And facial hair is typically pretty slow. Typically pretty slow. Yeah. Uh, Jesus, where else is their hair? Oh, I have longer nose hairs than I did have before. And I was like, what? (laughs) Just noticed that recently. And I was like, why? That could just be you getting older.
1: (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Is that normal? I don't know. I've had a lot more nose hairs too. (laughs)
0: I don't know. <laughs>
1: I don't it's, just know. Like, it's just trans people get really long nose hairs. It's weird and scary. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think that's an the effect, end. but I'd like to think it is. Um, yeah. More hair everywhere. You can pluck your nose hair fairly easily, so it's not really a problem. Uh, oh, God, it hurts, though. Yeah. Yeah. Makes you cry, too. Yeah. All that weeping. Anyway. your anyway, yeah, body hair. Um, so it's supposed to, like, on, I think this, main, this is mainly testosterone blockers rather than just the estrogen is this, but it's meant to become more, like, sp- like sparse and more vellus, so blonder and more spaced out. Um, this has been very slow for me. It's happened in some places to a small degree, especially most notably on my chest. So I used to have, like, a, not a hairy chest, but, like, enough hair there that it was obvious. And now it's just the middle bit I have to shave, basically. Um, oh, yeah, I haven't noticed any chest hair growth. In yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... I still got like like i still got like a snail trail that I have to shave. I still got like hair on my legs and arms that's very like it's it's it grows slower than it used to, but it's still very obvious. Um Yeah, thigh hair's still there. It's, that's fairly spaced out though. Um feet, yeah. You know. <laughs> fingers a sl- little bit. fingers have slowed down massively actually fingers in the hand and the chest are the bits where it's slowed down really quickly for me apart from that it's been very gradual and I'd expect that's fairly common because there's a lot of body hair and it'd be really weird if within two months that all went away and if it does then I think you hit some sort of estrogen lottery so good for you but um yeah um some people are what changes in smell um, I don't know. I haven't seen the science on this, but I've sort of noticed this too. Like you, you're less oily, you're less sweaty. And a lot of this to do to like, you know, you got like, sort, sometimes you get like reduced acne and stuff, especially if you've got low levels of both sex hormone. Um, so less oily skin, softer skin, that sort of thing. Um, and that was, and that was, that's, that's basically came with me with the testosterone blockers, like with the testosterone blockers, once they were got to the point where I took the bloods and saw that they were doing their job. Which took a while. The less the less oily thing came really quickly, and along with the like lower with the reduced libido and reduced erections, which is a thing like very few random erections, um, very few morning erections if any at all, um, very occasionally but not very often. The libido is a shock at first because I think it takes a while to realise it's gone. I think for a while in the, cause, you because know, a lot of people like, especially with the running a testosterone, they get in the habit of like, say, masturbating fairly often. And at some point, like, you realize you sort of have to remind yourself to do it, because if you, <laughs> yeah, because if you don't, then it can hurt when you do it again. Like, <laughs> what? It sort of atrophies if you don't, if you don't remember to do it often enough. Like, it's the muscle. That's what sort of what a morning erections are for. They're to sort of get get the blood plumbing into it so the muscle doesn't atrophy. And with, that not hap- oh. and with that not happening, um, yeah, you can forget because the sex drive just isn't there. Like you, so you don't, you don't always, you don't feel like masturbating every day necessarily. And uh, if you if you leave it a couple of weeks, as I have, like just not just forgotten to do it, which I never thought that happened once I hit puberty, um, it can be really weird to do it again. It can like kind of hurt a little bit. And it, oh Jesus Christ, you got a plane in your house? The lawnmower. <laughs> I apologize. I'm trying to be quiet. the unexpected
0: yard work. It's it's the apartment complex, like, right outside my window. Oh, Jesus. I was going to say, like,
1: who's... At 5 fucking 20. Don't they know? It's 20 past 11 GMT. Don't they know? (laughs) Um, Yeah, Um, so that's a thing. So remember, if you haven't masturbated for a couple weeks, just go jerk it every once in a while. Um, Especially if you (laughs) want... Yeah, that's that's important
0: for surgery, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, because if you want to get GRS, GCS, whatever you want to call it, SRS... um, the the downstairs surgery um it's important to keep, to keep that tissue as stretchy as you can because they kind of need to use it um it gets repurposed in the parts you'll have down there and the more of that skin you have available for use and the more elastic it is the less like you're going to be to you use like a say skin graft from your leg which um <laughs> isn't that big a deal but it can mean like it can change how you heal and recover and things like that and um well it's a different sensation and things like that and i so i'd recommend no, no kidding. I'd recommend wanking. I'm Just going That's that's okay. That's a good recommendation. Yeah. I don't think I would ever.
0: I think I don't think I would ever say that's a bad recommendation. No,
1: you know, just every unless, day, you know. uh, Unless your
0: friend is asexual
1: and you're being a jerk. But yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Well, you could be you being a jerk every time you wank, technically. Um, <laughs> yes. And um, don't do it in public places if you could help it. Um, even if you're wearing a long Not coat. Good for you. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Oh no! Because <laughs> everyone knows what you're doing, <laughs> in not there? Um, <laughs> metabolism can change. Um, it's easier to gain weight on estrogen. Dear God. A lot of this is because muscle takes up a lot of calories to maintain, and one of the other effects, especially with your testosterone is locked, is reduced muscle. And this redu- the gaining weight comes seems to come a lot quicker, and the muscle and the weakening of your muscles need to come a lot quicker than the actual visible muscle Mm -hmm. loss like i found that i feel a lot weaker like quick like a while before i see the actual muscle going away so when i turned 16 in puberty 1.0 i went from being a fairly normal size person to then getting massive massive arms out of nowhere with no effort sorry everyone who's bodybuilding it just happened um (laughs) i didn't want it but that's taken years to sort of go away and I still have fairly large ones for a woman, but like they've gone down significantly. But before that, they've just been weaker and weaker. So if you notice your muscles getting weaker, that's probably is a good sign that they're actually gonna reduce in size soon as well. Um <clears throat> Yeah, it is easy, and it's easy as I say, it's easy to gain weight. You're gonna you might wanna have to adjust how many calories you have in the day, because you won't you just won't need as much after a while. And this is slow, so you can transition as it's like a lot of this stuff is very slow moving, especially the muscle changes they can take years and years. So you have time to slowly change your calorie intake. On the other hand, uh, I was
0: put on like basically the highest standard dose of testosterone, which is like uh, like whatever the strength is like 200, uh, 200 milligrams or whatever shit, and I'm supposed to take like one milla of that every two weeks. Yeah. So that's like the highest standard dose for intramuscular injections. And I was, I cannot remember a time in my life where I was so hungry and so <laughs> persistently hungry as the first like three or four, maybe five months of being on testosterone. Yeah. Like it was fucking ridiculous. I couldn't go three hours without like, Oh, the, that, Ooh, anger if a thing that it existed that would make it worse was me being hungry in that first couple of months oh jesus so yes it affects your metabolism
1: <laughs> yeah it's fairly obvious and quite quickly uh, yeah i the but, yeah it's, it's a huge effect but it's one of these things like i'm because of the fact i've been on it for hormones for a while now i can speak to this if i was doing this say a year ago i wouldn't be able to speak to this so much which kind of like, lucky that we've both been on these been trying these for a while um yeah when I was before transition, me and my ex we used to visit my friend in Birmingham a lot, and we carry this big air mattress, which was double uh, a double bed, which she basically squeezed into this tiny box, and she used to and she used to always make me carry it, and I used to get really really bitchy about the fact that I was always the one that used to carry it, and she said she couldn't physically lift it, and I did not believe yeah. her, and then a few months into um into hormones i tried to lift it and holy fucking shit what yeah how many bricks is that thing made of i had a very muscular back and very muscular shoulders so like i was pretty good at it i don't know how they expected normal people to carry it but after a while i just like that's nothing like i can't lift shit and that's fine for me. And I actively stay away from weightlifting because I still have large arms, and I want to keep and I want to keep them re- reduced. Like a, it's a kind of it was it was a very big point of dysphoria for me for a while that my arms are quite large. Um, so yeah, I avoid that at all costs. But and that could be partly to do with it. But before I have also avoided exercise, and I still managed to keep up massive arms. So there you go. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, ocular changes can happen. I'm not sure how common these are. Like changes, like the shape of your eyes and things like that, the shape of your um, eye lens. Really? Yeah, it's reported. It's in the science. I don't know how that manifests. I mean, I have astigmatism, um, and that doesn't seem to have got better. And if anything, my eyes has got worse, but that's just aging. Um, uh, yeah, I haven't noticed any change. But, yeah, te- there, is, there is evidence that it can change the shape of your lens. That's probably based on that bullshit,
0: like... Uh, like, women have better peripheral vision and men have better depth perception because men were the hunters, whereas, like, women had to, like, keep track of their children <laughs> and shit. I don't know. Like, it's fucking so dumb. I was he
1: said men have better depth perception. I was like, what? So, women have one eye? Like, what's this? Like? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. It's just one of those, like, things that's not real. If you give all women eye patches, they will have not very good depth perception. Well, that's true. Now I really want an eye patch. Um, you want to be? Do you want to be Leela? No, no. I want two eyes. I just want an eye patch over one of them. <laughs> okay. Um, where was I going? Do um, you want to change the entire shape of your skull? <laughs> no, thank you. Unless it can get smaller. I think my skull's a bit too big, but that's that's just me. Um, I think i mentioned everything else apart from putting here testicle shrink- shrinking was on the graph. I've not really noticed that so much, but I don't feel them all that often so i don't I don't know if it, I don't know if I just wouldn't would even notice. I suppose they probably have gotten smaller, but I just haven't paid much attention um also which is kind of a weird effect um the cu- your your rafe sort of darkens in color um and the rafe is uh, this sort of line that goes down on the underside of the penis um over the scrotum towards your taint and um it's sort of... It's where your um, labia majora would be if you developed um, um, vulva and stuff like that when you were... Here, when take you it growing. back a little further. Because, yeah. Like,
0: just, like, when you are in the womb and there is no gender yet, like, yeah. no sex or whatever, yeah. it, we all have a homologous, like it's exactly the same with a hole on top and a hole on bottom. And then like it's open and then it either seals or it like opens and like, you know, develops into a vulva.
1: Yeah. So that seal, that line where it would split, um, is gets really dark. Like it's like a stripe and this weird. Yeah, it really is. And I did, it took me a while to notice that. And just one day I looked down and was like, holy shit, where'd that come from? It's this really dark stripe. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's a thing. And that's just, I think I feel like that's one of those signs. You can actually tell it's working because it's so obvious. Like, I feel like that's kind of a litmus test, the fact that you've got estrogen in your body. <laughs> um, yeah, like, as bizarre as that is. Yeah, yeah. Is that common? Um, yeah, I've heard it's very common. Hmm. I'm not sure what time it came in, because honestly, I don't look down there that often, and I didn't have anyone looking down there that often, because I'm not that, sexu- I'm not that sexually active. Um, and I'm not very good at flirting, so I don't tend to get that get people interested in that area. Um, mm-hmm. and, and if they are, usually, I, I yeah, I don't it wouldn't be the first thing i suggest is a look a look on the other side of my penis please but that's that's the way it goes and that's the way it's that's how it's done um i'm not sure i actually talked about how quick those changes were for me there but basically uh, they're all really slow and gradual and a lot of them i just sort of noticed after say 6 months to 9 months and just to a year it depends it's hard to count with me because it took me so long to get the dose right so but basically after about nine months on HRT was when I started consistently passing and that's when a lot of these changes started to add up and before that it was kind of hard to notice them because they were all happening so gradually so if, you, if something happens really suddenly it's really easy to look to look and say oh that's happened but I feel like a lot of the reason why people like change how they people have different perceptions on how quick they go as well as like the, obviously the biology being messy is the fact that like if someone notices it and tells you you're more likely to notice you look at yourself in the mirror every day you're not going to notice, say, fat radio distribution on your face, which is incredibly significant for passing, um, unless like you don't have a mirror for all that often, or you look at pictures side by side, or you just happen to look in your mirror one day and like just out the corner of your eye, and like, oh, what's that person doing there? And then you realize it's you. Yeah. I actually, I actually did
0: that. <laughs> oh. Cool. At one point. I, I like looked by. I like just passed by, and I was like, holy fuck.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, I've done that a couple <laughs> times. It's really. Like, wow, my face looks different yeah. now. It's a really satisfying feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that. Help- um, yeah, I love that's helpful. Also, um, when we're talking about hormones, if you plan to get rid of your facial hair, which I think a lot of trans women do, um, mm. it's recommended you wait until your hormone, your testosterone's been blocked for a while, um, just so that because if not, then it could bring the hairs back. So, if you're going for laser treatment, wait till your testosterone's been blocked for maybe about six months or so, and make sure it's staying blocked, and then go get it. you'll get what I did and it comes back a bit.
0: Always fun. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to add on to the changes happening slowly and then all of a sudden kind of resolving thing because, like, when I made my six months on T video, I I was really not happy with, like, the pace of things, partially because, like, I had been watching videos before anyway of, like, trans people, like just you know that curiosity of trying to figure out whether or not you want to be on hormones or not and then started actually following some of these trans people um regularly and i guess i was like i went back and looked at some of their older videos especially the ones who look like super super masculine now yeah and i was like what the fuck like how did that happen so quickly how are you on two months like already with your voice like that yeah like jesus it makes no sense to me so i felt really disheartened at my six month point um and and then i tried to like i basically just was like no like you cannot compare yourself to other people you realize that your dad is not like a fucking super masculine dude he does not have like a big huge beard or a lot of body hair so like don't expect those things and i was like okay it's fine and then like you said, it was right around nine or ten months. It was really like ten months where I started being able to pass fairly consistently if I performed gender. Yeah. And you know, pass as male because I'm not that thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, are you still there? So yeah, mine's <laughs> roughly similar. I thought you cut off for a second there. Um, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I think we're very similar in a lot of ways, like that. I I was I was looking at I watched re- obsessively watched like trans people's YouTube channels and looked at transition timelines at the early stages and I was always ha- dissatisfied because I just wasn't going quick enough and it's it is difficult and I feel like 9 months is the sort of start point where you st- where they start to add up for a lot of people don't take that as red just because we happen to do it around that time but it's especially like cuz I feel like I'm a very impatient person I don't know if you would feel the same about yourself but like I'm always Every time I know there's something that should come up, I'm sitting there and I'm waiting for it. I'm tapping my fingers on the table and I'm just sort of complaining to people like, why hasn't this happened yet? Why hasn't this happened? I'm really anxious for this. And it's just, it takes fucking time and you have to sort of manage your expectations. And if you're an impatient person like me, find something to do in the meantime and keep yourself busy because you're going to yeah. be waiting a bit.
0: I, I, my approach to the whole thing was I am a skeptic. I know what the placebo effect is, and I know that I'm going to be strongly affected by this unless I make a very deliberate effort to just not look. Yeah. Like, just don't look for changes. Like, that is the most important thing I would impart to anyone. Like, regardless of how you feel about your your transition, like, if you are on some kind of treatment that's supposed to change your appearance, do not go in front of the mirror every day and look for the changes because you're not going to see them and you're just going to upset yourself. You have to disconnect your experience from the experience of other people. And like for me personally, I kind of disconnected myself from my own experience of hormonal transition because I was documenting it. Like I didn't, of course I'm, I am inextricably tied to those changes and I do think about them quite a lot but I did my best to not misperceive something as a change if it wasn't really which is why I actually got upset with people who I recorded some videos two weeks after my first shot and then didn't publish them until two weeks later and people were like oh you're like one month and I can already hear your voice being different and I was like no that was two weeks ago There is no change. Do not fuck me up like that because I will start obsessing. Like, I know that it'll just cause me anxiety and depression if I start obsessing over waiting for these changes. It's not a healthy thing to do. And if you do that, I highly recommend trying to disconnect yourself from that process and, like, just be calm about it. Try to observe as much as you can and just don't – just don't, like – be hyper focused on it because it's not good
1: for you. <laughs> yeah, I agree totally. And like as you're saying, like other people can also they they can look if they if they know about it and they like especially if they're supportive, they can be looking for stuff. Yeah, exactly. I, I it's like thing. I'm not looking for it. You need to stop looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, like a lot of the time when people say things to you, genuinely, like. A lot of it's because they have noticed. Like, not everyone's going to be the kind of person that's like, oh, I think you might look a bit like this. No, it's, some people, they'll only say it when they really, really mean. It, and they're the people that matter. The people that, like, would never send said thing for a while. And then after, like, a long time, they turn around. and like, you know, you look completely different. It's like, that's not coming out of trying to be nice. That's gen- That's genuine sometimes.
0: Yeah, my sister-in-law, I don't see her very often. And I also don't, like, speak to her super often. I've seen her more often recently but in the past couple years it's been sparse so when I do see her there is a fairly big difference or I think she called me or I needed to call her like really really shortly after I like I woke up oh she needed a ride somewhere and Deegan like had just gotten off work and been drinking and I had just woken up so I called her and was like I'll pick you up because Deegan is like sick or whatever and uh like, I had just woken up, so my voice, you know, your voice is always kind of like really dry yeah. and like a lot a lot down there. Yeah, lower um, than it would usually she was be. like, oh my God. Yeah, and uh, she, later when I picked her up, she was like, wow, you sound like way so different now on the phone. And I was like, oh, I mean, I literally just woke up, so that's not exactly <laughs>
1: like a good measure, but thank you for pointing it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's different on the phone too, as well, because a lot of times when you're talking on the phone, it does cut off the lower frequencies, so you do tend to sound higher anyway. Yeah, I've got the squeak too. Yeah, if you like, if you heard like, it's, I've got like some friends away. like, like if you like, you we know, we we went we to Skype with one of my house with my old housemates once, and he's got he sounds very 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 masculine in person, but just like over Skype, it was just like, who are you? Like i completely different. <laughs> That's a possibility.
0: Yeah. yeah, I know that like there are people who work with audio, even if it's audio video. If you're working with audio, there are like ways to use the equalizing settings Mm. in an editing program and i'm not going to get super complicated because i don't even understand the specifics but basically like you can create a profile to enhance the sound of for example like or, or optimize the sound for let's say a female voice so like a higher pitched voice so it'll you can manually change the settings to optimize the sound for that frequency range.
1: You're blowing my mind because I'm looking at my EQ board right now and I'm thinking of the possibilities I could do for this podcast. Did you not know so, that? Like No, I, I, I always sort of I guess I sort of knew it was always a possibility. I love fucking with EQ. It's my favorite things about well, I did music tech at A level and like it was one of my favorite things to do. Like I spent like a couple of weeks trying to get my drum the sound of my snare drum just perfect. And that yeah. actually got me like a lot of marks, which is one of the few thing- <laughs> with a few times actually fucking with something enough it actually got me some reward. Um, nice. But like, it's just one of those, I, th- I find that really fun just trying to tweak it to get the right sound, and now I'm really tempted. Um, I wouldn't do on that. That'd be, that'd be inauthentic if I just suddenly came in and my voice was fucking perfect, and I sound like fucking, I don't know, who has a nice voice? Someone who has a nice voice, I don't know. I was going to say Emma I Stone, but her voice is really deep.
0: I can't, yeah, I can't think of any, I mean, I think Kristen, shit, what is her name, Kristen, Kristen Bell?
1: Oh, Kristen, yeah, what the, the she the, has the nice blonde voice. one.
0: Oh. The blonde one, yeah, yeah. she she was uh, Anna in Frozen.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say exactly. she was in Assassin's Creed, but I don't know if you've played, like, Assassin's Creed, so I don't know what. To... I've played the second one. The second one's the best one. It's so fucking
0: it's good. It's so <laughs> good. Did you play Brotherhood afterwards? I haven't played any other one. uh I don't have money. That's fine. Uh, Brotherhood's probably like two pounds by now, I'm sure. Probably. I don't know. I don't go looking for games very often.
1: Yeah, that's cool. That's, that's right. You play the best one in the series. That's that's good for any.
0: Yeah, that's fine. I'll just replay that one if I want to re-experience Assassin's Creed rather than <laughs> just becoming progressively more and more disappointed in a franchise that's just bleeding itself dry.
1: Oh, but four was so good. Four was a, the pirate one. Four was the pirate one. It's so good. Is is that the one you
0: got to play a female character for the first time, and they're like siblings, and you switch? No,
1: that's Syndicate, which is the, like the other, okay. the one that what, the most recent one, and that's also very good. It's not as good as two and four, but I'd say it's the third best one. Okay. If you can't tell, I I've played almost every game in this series.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you're a fan, go for it. I mean, it's really kind of cool. But, like, yeah. I mean, nothing in your life makes you want to do parkour like playing fucking Assassin's yeah. Creed. Yeah,
1: the one set in America is absolute <laughs> gobshite. Though, don't play that. Do what? Assassin's Creed 3, don't touch that shit. Never touch it. Oh, Assassin's Creed 3, yeah, stay oh, okay, yeah. Fucking I, far away from that pile of I've crap. I've never
0: heard good things about it.
1: Yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Grumble, grumble, <laughs> grumble. i have not We're not. I've never been so angry at a fucking video game as when I was playing Assassin's Creed 3. None of it made any fucking sense. Everyone would <laughs> have <say>, what happened? <laughs> There's a point The main guy you, The main guy you're meant to be after I know this is completely off topic But I just need to talk about it now The main <laughs> guy you're supposed to be after Charles Lee You find out That the crime that you were Supposed That you're, that um, he committed against you Wasn't actually committed by him But it was committed by George fucking Washington Who it turns out Yeah he's a slave owner and stuff He's not that great guy And then you decide I guess just because it's George Washington They can't make you do anything Because otherwise the Americans Will get all butt hurt. Is that he decides It's not going to hurt George Washington He's going to kill that guy anyway Even though he didn't fucking do anything thing and he was like best mates with his dad just because he's a Templar and George Washington just watched him get off ship and he's like shakes his head why didn't I do anything to stop them treating the Native Americans and the slaves like shit oh I don't fucking know it was staring you right in the face <laughs> so it turns
0: out uh, when we run out of shit to talk about related to being trans we are uh, eventually going to morph into a video game review <laughs> podcast of <laughs> like 10 year old
1: video games
0: Yes, <laughs> it's not the worst. I I mean, I don't mind mixing in like nerdy shit because we're both nerdy, That's and true. it's not like it's like the, yeah. The focus of the podcast is to be about trans stuff, but I also don't think it would be bad if we were just trans and also talking about
1: stuff. This is true. We we'll put that on the Patreon. Like, we'll put on the Patreon stretch goals whenever they come out. Just like video game chat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh God. We'll stop talking about trans shit all the time when we get to this Yeah, goal. it's
1: true. Once you pay us enough, we'll just shut the fuck up. That'll be our goal
0: <laughs> Yeah, pay enough for both of our rent and then we'll stop
1: talking about it. If you pay us $10,000 a month, we will produce no content. <laughs> <laughs> you can get back to your life. Yep. Yeah.
0: No, I can't promise. I can't promise. <laughs> Shh. Oh, Keep okay. it going. Change your name. That would just be the podcast, find, though. Which... That would only count to the podcast. I could still do my other shit.
1: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm hacking your Patreon and putting that on yours, too. Just <laughs> commit to it. God, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to put it on there eventually
0: as just like, oh, by the way, this is not something that this Patreon supports, but it's a thing that I do, and here's the Patreon for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When I eventually set that That's up, cool. I, need to, I need to work on that. that. It's
1: cool. We're in early stages. We've got, like, no emails or anything. We're in that fucking... The um, what's that word? We're in the blastula stage of this podcast right now. We're yes. nine cells big, and puberty begin puberty begins at conception, apparently. So all of this is just set up for a big, hairy, smelly birth of a teenage podcast baby.
0: What? No. Just...
1: Okay. <laughs> I, I think by this point I'd gone so far off the rails that they just I just fell off the track. <laughs> oh, he's like, I was like, I don't know how to respond. <laughs> I don't know what to say.
0: <laughs> okay. So that was our podcast. <laughs> We've gone just over an hour. Just over an hour. I feel that's a good enough ending for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you can, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can uh, email us at, uh, what is it? Transatlanticpod is it? at
1: gmail.com.
0: Okay. And the Twitter is uh, tra- uh, at transatlpodcast, I think.
1: At Transatl yeah. Yeah. And Podcast. probably something
0: similar to that on Facebook.
1: Yeah. It's TransATL Podcast on Twitter, transatlanticpod on Facebook, transatlanticpod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. For email, send us an email if you want to. We've got If you get to be first, you get to say first. So we won't get you mad at you. It'll be great. It'll be like when YouTube first started. <laughs> um, music, our theme songs run we away. We might shit
0: talk you for a minute, but yeah,
1: exactly. Well, we 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 can make that a thing if you want us to shit talk you. Please just say in the email, and we will do that. <laughs> you can be our you can be our fetuses. Um, what was i saying oh yeah uh, i don't know music yeah probably. run away by george gadd's our theme song go buy his stuff he's a pretty swell guy i like his beard um yeah there we go that's yeah. that was so that's that was was the show hormones let <laughs> us know if you have something else you want us to talk about we may come back to this at some time. point because we probably missed a bunch of stuff just with that abrupt ending. <laughs> <laughs> Probably
0: we, we branch off a lot. Anyway, hope that you enjoyed that podcast. We will talk to you next time. Bye. Night See you next time.
1: With the night on your side.